Halison. Welcome to the Halison Games Cast. This is episode 107. My name is Jeffrey Morris. I'm here with the Nathan Wagner. Hey, Jeff. How's it going today? Going good. Good to have you back. Rob Douglas is uh, not with us this week, but we have an awesome show planned for you guys today. We're going to be talking all about the biggest fall games and uh, just kind of the games coming out the rest of the year. And if we had to choose between them, which uh, which ones make the top of our list? So that'll be a fun segment. Uh, playing a lot of new games as well that we will share at the end of the show. But first, we actually have a, a lot of news to cover this week. There's, uh, you can tell... You can tell, first two things. One, at some point, I promise you listeners, we will have all three of us together on a show again. <laughs> I feel uh, like all summer it's been crazy. like, yeah, people people are out. Um, but two, like, you can tell the summer is kind of coming to a close and fall is starting to ramp up because we have so much news. So. Yeah, we had actually two new uh, big games <laughs> reveals come out this week. Um, the first of them being Doom Eternal which is the sequel to uh, 2015's uh, Doom by Bethesda. And uh, we got a look at the first gameplay, and it was, I think it was a solid chunk of gameplay. It was a 15, 20 minutes of gameplay. It was like 15 about... minutes. Um, it was part of a large kind of demo at QuakeCon. Yeah. And uh, Bethesda showed off. Um, it. I watched about five minutes of it. I didn't watch all of it, but yeah. it looked basically like more Doom. And yeah. <laughs> looked pretty much what made the first Doom, the 2016 Doom, so successful. Just yes, yeah, bigger yeah. and better. No, it it's just, I feel the exact same way. It's bigger, a little more crazier, more sleek. There's a lot more movement options, which is kind of what impressed me. You can kind of grapple around and uh, move move more quickly, which looks really cool. They're adding in like almost like double the amount of new enemies to the game, bringing back a lot of classic Doom weapons and enemies and stuff like that but yeah it looks really really good it's supposedly coming out on all major consoles and pc um on same day so switch version uh is coming you know with a lower frame rate but that's uh cool to see that support um coming uh from bethesda as well but um yeah it looks really good i i didn't look up a ton of info on this game because i didn't look up very much info on the you know the last doom game i kind of went almost blind and i loved it like i didn't know what to expect and i was just constantly surprised from everything that happened in that game so i think i'm going to kind of go that same approach with this game you know i don't i don't need to really be sold on it i know it's going to be more of what i love and i'll get it some somewhere down the road so looks yeah i I think that's a a great approach to take with it because like obviously i think it's set on earth correct doom eternal yeah yeah they're they're kind of going back to earth which is kind of funny because i think the original doom 2 was kind of like that whole you know hell on earth like yes for bringing it to that same uh same uh, style so and the yeah, first one did exactly. end on a cliffhanger as well so we'll we'll continue that story told for sure awesome but yeah awesome. it looks really looks really fun um definitely check that uh trailer out if that single player shooters interest you um cool. yeah, another i actually here. i'm gonna <laughs> go i'm actually gonna go uh to the next bethesda story here oh yeah because sure. uh there's another bethesda like story it. that came out this last year or last year excuse me last <laughs> week. week yeah and uh Bethesda, um, it came out last week. Pete Hines was kind of talking about um, their Elder Scrolls Legends game, which is basically like a uh, card card collecting game um, based on the Elder Scrolls. And it's out like I think it's out on like Android and uh, um, Apple iPhone and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. they're looking to bring it to consoles. And one of the consoles they're looking to bring it to is the PS4. And Pete Hines was said basically 
if Sony doesn't allow like crossplay and your save and all of your cards and all of your data to basically transfer between the PS4 and every other system, including the Nintendo, uh, including the Switch, the Xbox One, um, Apple, Android, wherever you yeah, want to play. Every device he wants it to be crossplay. Yeah, and if they don't allow that, he said, "Well, the circumstances would be a dire, meaning it might not come out on PS4 if they don't do that." Yeah. So the story here is a big publisher, Bethesda, pushing Sony to really, really pushing Sony to allow crossplay. Yeah, which is really cool to see this, you know, some momentum kind of build. And, you know, we've seen developers kind of quietly talk about it and some smaller teams like, you know, Psyonix and Rocket League and, you know, places. But now we're seeing, you know, Bethesda come up and say, you know, you have to have crossplay. We're not really seeing on your system. You can't just choose to support one thing or the other. They, I, I read that interview and you know, he's saying, you know, no matter what system you're on, like we want you to log in and have your account and your cards. We want to keep the player base big and you have to have crossplay. It's essential for this game. And so he wasn't directly calling out Sony, but at the same time, he's like, yeah, we're aware they don't really do crossplay and it needs to happen for this game. So we'll see what happens. So exactly. Definitely, definitely interesting to see, see if this uh, makes any difference or if Sony just keeps the bad Can- image and <laughs> doesn't, doesn't play nice. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's just more bad PR for Sony, which I think a couple of months ago when everything with Fortnite was happening, um, Sony was like, we understand and know the issue that players are having and we're looking at ways we can address it. Presumably, they're still looking at ways they can address it. Yeah, well, um, the the thing I like about this, it doesn't seem like Bethesda's going to really meet them like halfway. Like it's not going to not gonna be like up and go, okay, well, if you want to do... You know, crossplay with just iPhone and PC, you can do that, but you don't have to do the other consoles. It looks like they're yeah. kind of saying, you know, gotta have crossplay with everything. If you don't, you know, if you're not good with all crossplay, then we're not coming. So, exactly, definitely interesting. Uh, for we'll sure. see. I feel like I don't know. I feel like with the PS4, kind of almost not that it's dying. There's a ton of big games coming out, but. With it, it's getting towards the end of its lifespan, right? Like <laughs> PS5 is going to be out in maybe two years it's or something like that. They should million. be like, maybe they should be more receptive to crossplay now before they get too many people upset. But then again, I don't know. I don't we'll think see. they're going to change this generation. No. But, um, Probably not. Uh, on others, uh, this wasn't in our notes, but did you see that Sony's releasing a special like Glacier like blue uh, PS4 Pro console to celebrate 100 million? PS4 sold, and wait, is that is, like the one with like the the gold or whatever around? No, it, it's like, it's like all like blue. Like they, they just announced it. They're making I think only like a couple thousand of them. So oh, very gosh. very limited edition. It's like a see through blue. It looks kind of cool. But the funny thing is, is they said we're doing this in celebration of 100,000 PlayStation 4 sold, and they have sold about 91 million. Like they're still like <laughs> I think like 10 million away from reaching that goal, which they won't even probably reach this year. And it's so kind of funny <laughs> uh, premature we'll celebration. That, that that is pretty funny although i don't know nine million is a lot to sell for the rest of this year but with spider-man coming out and all the christmas sales they, they have a puncher's chance of reaching it i'll say yeah, yeah they could it's just funny um yeah. so uh next story we had another big reveal this week we got the first look of about six minutes of gameplay from Probably the most anticipated game for most gamers uh, this year, which is Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, so Rockstar kind of put out a six-minute video just kind of detailing lots of different things about the gameplay, 
um, you know, your main character, Arthur, how the world kind of works, different things, and um, really just a lot of information in this video, so go check it out if you haven't seen it already, but uh, what really stood out um, in this trailer to you, Nate, then I think we actually watched it together, and we were both kind of like, I know, wow, and how beautiful it was, but like, gameplay-wise, what, uh, what got you excited? Gameplay-wise, just... One of the biggest things I noticed, actually, is, like, they had talked about this camp that you're going to basically be a part of throughout the game, where mm. basically you're part of this gang of outlaws, and you think of kind of your standard video game camp, at least I do, and you're like, oh, there's, like, maybe six, eight people or something like that you're you're interacting with, and it, it's going to be, you know, probably all, all males, and you're going to go get your mission from them, et cetera, and go out, but looking at the gameplay... Um, that camp looks like it's going to be huge. Like there's a, you can see there's several different shots of it where you can see like women and children. So it's like the, as these outlaws have families that are living with them and it's a yeah. whole basically living organism. Yeah. They said like the clan or the, not the clan, the camp is basically your family. Like they stick together, they tell stories about their lives, they help each exactly. other out and, and the way you're really building relationships, which yes. is and cool. And the way you'll kind of unlock quests and kind of get to know these characters more isn't going to just be through go to character X and press X to receive quest. You're going to kind of just chat with them naturally. They, um, the game seems to have a really cool natural interaction system. And as you interact with people more and more, they'll ask you like, hey, can you do this for me? Or I need help with this project. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like the loyalty quest from like Mass Effect where like you add a character to your team and the more you talk with them the more dialogue options open up and eventually like side quests and loyalty missions and things you know happen kind of organically and you could totally kind of miss that whole thing if you never really interact with that character but you can do it if you want and that's kind of what said to me was how much choice you really have in this game there's so many player options um for just interacting with other people they kind of showed you know if you meet a stranger on the side of the road who's you know holding someone up you can you have a button to kind of, you know, be aggressive and talk him down. You could obviously just shoot him and try to, you know, fight your way out of it. You could also just, you know, be apathetic and say, you know, I don't care. You know, I'm, I'm moving on. So there's lots of different dialogue options and just ways to interact with other people, which makes this seem almost kind of like a more like a giant open RPG that I wasn't really necessarily expecting. Like, yeah, for sure. It looks really, really neat. And the other thing that really impressed me is... Um, first red dead game i didn't beat but uh it i felt like for the most part it was kind of all set in the same area like very deserty yeah, yeah. there was that it whole part in mexico the, the, the very much. this trailer once again just emphasized the many different locations you're going to be visiting like there was definitely mountains and forests but there was also like uh i think there was a part with snow yeah, um where it looked tundra. pretty cold mm-hmm. and yeah so there's going to be lots of uh kind of location variety which i think yeah, a lot more wildlife uh yeah you know, look like the ai for the wildlife is pretty crazy as well and just like the horse even like the riding detail. your horse like it's <laughs> they have this crazy ai on like the horse so, like you know depending on how you treat it and like take care of it and do missions like it becomes more or less loyal and stuff like that it just i don't know just looks really really cool so many crazy things packed in this game and you can really tell that rockstar has taken their time you know uh polishing this game up so yes yes definitely so definitely, i think they're gonna be cool yeah it just gets you more excited so yeah looking awesome. forward to october 26th or is it 28th yeah i think, I think, I think. it's 26th yeah but yeah last week yep. of uh of october for sure and you can really make your character any anyone you want you can you know be 
straight up bad, you can be good, you can be in between, you can do whatever you want with your character, which is going to be exciting. You know, John Mar Marston, you obviously had options that you could kind of do, but, you know, for the most part, he was a good guy and you were, you know, redeeming, you know, people and stuff like that. So it'd be cool yeah. to have lots of different options in this game. So how long is it going to take you to tie someone to a railroad and leave them to die? Oh, opening this weekend. Game. I mean, that's classic. It's okay. Classic. Okay. That's one of my favorite favorite achievements in uh, in Red Dead Redemption. I think it's called like Dastardly Villain or something. You <laughs> to put someone on the train tracks of the rope. But anyways, okay. uh, our next news story here has to do with uh, the world's largest, uh, basically Twitch streamer. And that would be, of course, Ninja. Uh, big Fortnite streamer regularly gets you know over a hundred thousand uh, viewers for every stream that he does. Um, and he kind of made news he, this week. He was the one who streamed with Drake, right? Yes. Am no, I yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. Yep. Sorry. Go and, ahead. Uh, basically, he put made some news this week. Uh, it was the one year anniversary of uh, him and his wife's marriage. Um, apparently, they had met like back in high school and known each other forever, and you know, uh, got married. And she also kind of streams and stuff. And basically, he has decided to. He put out a statement saying that, hey, you know, I'm not going to be streaming any other female gamers i just am trying to kind of you know distance myself from any rumors and other things that happen with you know big streamers like myself i've seen a lot of my friends and other people kind of get their reputations tarnished and all this drama and controversies come up just because they've been streaming with other girls and they say they're flirting or not faithful to their spouses yada 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 so i'm just not gonna mess with i'm not gonna stream with female gamers and there's met with a ton of backlash like all these articles were written and people picked it up and just kind of started attacking him for being against female gamers and stuff and uh, people people basically were saying that like oh you don't support women right yeah that was the, the basic gist like of your, it with your platform that you have you know you there's so many people who listen and follow what you do and you can and people are going to listen to what you say whether it's good or bad and by doing this you're essentially saying you know oh i don't believe female gamers are worth my time or they're not worth you know, they shouldn't even be playing games or I don't care about anyone who's not my family. Um, but he kind of put out a statement recently, I think yesterday, uh, to kind of refocus saying, you know, while I understand some people may have implied my views mean something that I have against playing with women, I want to make it clear the issue I'm addressing is online harassment and the attempt to minimize it from our life. And talked about how important his family is and how he is friends with many other types of gamers and looks forward to playing with them at competitions and other things. And he even shouted out a couple of female gamers, Twitch channels. So I, I get what Ninja's saying here and I, I definitely understand, you know, the reasoning behind it. I just think the whole messaging has been very misconstrued and very, very, uh, uh, confusing. Like it's, I, it obviously wasn't necessarily what he wanted to happen when he, I think kind of said this, but I don't know. What's your take on it, Nathan? <laughs> Honestly, I kind of have to just respect him because he's just trying to protect himself and make his life a little bit easier and make mm -hmm. and, you know, cut off, like you said, those rumors. And so while I just think any time you make any, almost any decision, if you're a famous person on the Internet, yeah. you're going to get <laughs> attacked for it. Yeah, yeah. And someone's not going to like it. But the degree to which it's blown up is uh, somewhat unfortunate. And I, I think even just seeing how much this is blown up, like, I think kind of even justifies, like, him saying this, like, in the first place. Like, look how much drama is coming up for me just saying I'm not going to do that. Like, you know, people, 
you know, we'll, we'll take anything and, and run with it. But um, definitely interesting. I, I was, I could definitely understand what he's saying. At the same time, I'm like, if I was a big streamer, like, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend like I know what that's like or anything to have hundreds of thousands of people, you know, posting things about you. But like, would I like have to cut off my female friends, like from playing streams with them? Like, I don't know. So definitely interesting, but I think this will all kind of go away and couple days people move on to uh, it, something else <laughs> hopefully it'll blow over and it'll be interesting to see he streams with his wife correct so it's just he's uh, not sometimes streaming. yeah it's okay he doesn't stream with her regularly but yeah she, yeah she does stream and they do stuff yeah. together every once okay. in a while but yeah. i think dr lupo is who he usually streams with every day but okay cool uh but yeah uh our last news story is probably the biggest story to come out this week yeah this is kind of bigger than red dead somehow um but IGN has had a plagiarism controversy come out this last week. Um, if I mean, if you listen to the show, you have to know what site IGN is. Obviously, the biggest gaming website um, in the world. And basically, what happened is the one of the editors there posted a in a written review and a video review for the indie game Dead Cells, and um, you know, really praised the game. It was a really good review. It was received well. Until a YouTube user by the name of Boomstick Gaming said, um, he posted a video saying, hey, IGN stole my review. What should I do? And just kind of pointed out all these examples of how the IGN reviewer copied his format of his Dead Cells review that had come out earlier and just pretty much stole exact phrase words, phrasing. Like, it was pretty undeniably the same. Like, it was... Yes. I mean, when you first was... saw it, Nathan, were you like, yeah, this is copied the the when i first saw it i looked at um some of the examples that boomstick gaming actually used i looked at it and i was like oh that could maybe be just like a very crazy coincidence but then i went through and looked at both videos together and there was i feel like there was even other examples that were even more damning um yeah <laughs> of this of uh this ign editor and he didn't even use those because it, se- it seemed um because it seemed like he legitimately was like he copied my review. Like he wasn't trying to even like hurt the guy. Like he said, I don't want this guy fired or he wasn't upset, but he was just kind of like, this happened. What should I do? Like, should I get compensated? Should they just put my name at the end of the review and say, Hey, you know, we got some information like, but, uh, the crazy thing is boomstick gaming has actually jumped up from around 12,000 subscribers to 72,000 subscribers. So, this has kind of been almost a really good thing for that channel. Like it's brought a lot of attention and uh, uh, people have felt, I think, bad for him and have found his channel and now he's getting a lot of attention, which I think is great for Boomstick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had never heard of his channel before this. So I think that, and I think that speaks for a lot of the kind of yeah. gaming population. Yeah, and he's a very dedicated like YouTuber. Like he's been doing gaming videos on YouTube for over like five years and has a lot of content on there. So I think it's, Cool that he's now getting a little more attention. Um, and the craziest thing to me was, like, how did this uh, reviewer, like, what went through his head to go, like, man, like, I'm going to, you know, copy this small YouTuber's video. Like, he's only got, you know, 10,000 subscribers. No one's going to notice. Like, did you really think no one would notice on the biggest gaming website on the internet that gets, you know, every view gets millions of clicks and every video gets millions of watches? Like, it just takes one person to, you know, to look at that. it be like, yeah, it didn't even have to be the Boomstick Gaming guy. I don't even know if it was him or if it was someone who, who reached yeah, out to him. I'm was sure like, one hey, of his fans or someone even probably pointed it out to him. Yeah. 
but it only took one person. So the only thing I can think is like uh, uh, this editor, his name is Philip Neeson. Uh, he was probably just kind of under a lot of stress and time constraint and was like, mm-hmm. I have no idea what else to do. So I'm going to copy this review. Either that or he's just a complete idiot. <laughs> yeah. Well, basically, you know, all these allegations came out. Contours here was one where it was going to happen. Um, next day, IGN pulled the review, said, hey, you know, we're investigating. We'll, we'll let you know what we find out. But right now, we can't read the review. Next day, they ended up firing uh, Mewson and Sandy They put Dave. out a big statement. Yeah, they put out an official statement for the staff saying, you know, we found this. Do you have things copied? We apologize to Boomstick. We hope, you know, we we condone this. We don't do this at IGN. We're very sorry. We apologize for you. We hope you can trust us. Again, you know, this is really unfortunate. We're going to have someone else re-review Dead Cells. Um, and so it was kind of this big thing. I think for the most part, people were like, okay, you know, it's IGN fired him. I think they made the right decision. They acted really quickly. They were, as a whole, seemed like they were pretty professional. And we thought we were all going to move on from the story. <laughs> but, and everyone was like, well, sucks to be that guy. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just ruined his career, but yeah. yeah, sucks for it'll suck for IGN, but seems like they handled it well, and we can all move on from this. Yeah. But two days later, Musin ended up posting a video to his YouTube channel, um, very dramatic, very emotional, um, showing remorse to IGN, apologizing to IGN for all, all the trouble he's caused them, apologizing to the developers of Dead Cell, but not apologizing to Boomstick, who. He copied, and he basically said, I wish you the best, Boomstick, which I'm like, shouldn't he be saying that to, like, you? Like, that doesn't very really make sense. And he said that plagiarism basically was not intentional. So he basically made a response video where he didn't apologize. He didn't say he copied anything. He said, you know, I do lots of research. I watch other videos and, and reviews and stuff before I write my review, which... I mean, Nathan, you and I have done indie reviews on this show. Like, do you go and watch other reviews of other people have done before you review a game yourself? I feel like no, no like that's that. yeah. And it was really funny because like I like I've only you know I've done like maybe ten indie game reviews, and we're a small channel. Like, I wouldn't, but even myself, I'm like, I shouldn't go and look at what someone else thinks because then that's going to influence my opinion. Yeah, totally. And the thing he claimed is he was like my review process is the same as like many other people in the industry like a lot of people do this <laughs> and then a bunch of ign editors and gaming journalists from around the industry were like um no no one does this why are you saying this and making us all look bad yeah like that's not a normal thing to do in a review like you kind of almost have to shut yourself off and like formulate your own opinions and write everything on your own um but anyways the video was not not good got you know tons of dislikes you know lots of other ign staffers and people were just kind of roasting him online he put he put ad revenue on it yeah (laughs) which people did not respond to well yeah i mean uh sure i get it you know you're out of a job you're trying to support your family but same time you're making money off of a career-ending mistake that you made like that that doesn't i think line up well for most people yeah yeah and basically he ended up calling out jason schreier of kotaku who's uh uh, pretty well known and uh, respected gaming journalist over at Kotaku. And he said, Hey, Jason Schreier, you're using my name for clicks. And, you know, go ahead. And I challenge you to find any more examples of plagiarism uh, because an- Jason Schreier wrote an article about him also apparently plagiarizing an Nintendo Life review of FIFA. 
And after the response video came out, and he's like, you know, I did not plagiarize that FIFA review. I don't know what you're talking about. The original reviewer like went on Twitter and was all angry and was like, no, like I was mad before, but now I'm super mad. Like you totally plagiarized. How could you say this? Like, oh my goodness. And just, you know, this whole video caused way more flames to spot up. And so basically Houston ended up pulling the video a couple days later. He's come since then completely disappeared from it. He hasn't said anything else, which I think is smart. You know, like they would just disappear for a while and people forget about you before you make things worse. But yeah, um, the crazy thing is Jason Schreier, he's gotten a bunch of tips now since since this happened. The internet was been, like, okay, we're going to follow up on this. Yeah, exactly. And so now it's been like, almost kind of like a witch hunt where they're like, you want us to find more issue? Like more plagiarism? Let's go. And they've been going through his YouTube channel and basically just transcribing his videos, typing it in. And there's been, I think, four or five different examples of him copying people's work. One of them was, I, I watched right before we started the show here, he was basically talk about the Switch's HD rumble like a year ago before the Switch came out. And he basically copied an entire NeoJAF user's post uh, about how the rumble works. And he says, so I did some research and here's what I found. And he just reads the guy's words for a quote, for a quote as if it was all his information. And goes, yeah, and so that's what I found. And it's like, like if you're gonna read someone's quote on a forum, just say, hey, this user, or you know, I found this on this website or something, but Kind of crazy to see he has, you know, a past the plagiarism, and supposedly this has happened many times before. So, very crazy. IGN today we just noticed as well before the show that they pulled some of those reviews from the website, and they're going to review them and make sure there's no other issues. And I don't know. This is I've never seen anything like this in video game journalism, and it's just kind of this crazy story of, you know, plagiarism and journalism and ethics, and IGN is reputation's kind of getting tarnished and lots of their staff has been very unhappy on Twitter. And I don't know, it's, it's crazy story for sure. What do you yeah, I mean? I think so initially, like I'm the type of person who always wants to believe the best in people. So initially yeah. when I first heard about this, I was like, okay, that looks pretty bad, but like maybe he was under a lot of pressure and stress at IGN and he just panicked and did this thing this one time. And yes, that's never a good thing, but and yes, he probably needed to be fired because IGN wouldn't have any integrity if they didn't fire him. But like, I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt, right? Mm -hmm. And then since then, his video and everything else that's come out in the last week, it's just like, this dude was just a complete idiot. I don't know if he was just really lazy or if he just mm -hmm. had trouble like formulating his own and articulating his own opinions. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's why, but if that's, he's out, you're obviously in the wrong field and in the wrong job. Yeah, if you're, exactly. your job is to talk about video games and give opinions on them and you can't do that at all. I mean, yeah, if that's really his past, you know, like you said, having trouble formulating your own thoughts on these type of things, like how I'm curious how he even made it that far, like make it to that high spot in IGN to, you know, write that many reviews and stuff. But yeah. Eventually it comes out and you know it's it's kind of sad. I, I'm the same anytime, you know, I try to kind of believe the best and you know, I was like, oh, maybe it's a coincidence, maybe it was just a one time thing. And Jason Schreier kind of put out on Twitter when he this story first started happening saying, you know, the thing about plagiarism is is people when you find someone's plagiarizing, it's usually not the first time. Like it's usually a pattern, they've done it before, and of course they're gonna deny it because they've done it before and that's just and they've gotten happens. away with it and mm -hmm. definitely one of the biggest you know news stories 
this year and hopefully uh we won't see things like this happening again in the future it's just really a bummer because i feel like it's kind of put a i'm not gonna say negative light around dead cells but i mean people are talking about dead cells review or dead cells when people think dead cells they're kind of thinking oh yeah that review that guy you know it's taking it's, attention away from a yeah. really good game i actually i went around to a bunch of different video game websites today and mm-hmm. even like ones that haven't like talked at all about this controversy, haven't written any articles about it. If you look at their top reviews, like every single one, Dead Cells was like top two of oh, like really? most looked at reviews on like every website I found. So maybe any so, press is good press. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I did but, see. I think it's at the top of the eShop uh, uh, chart this week or something. So yeah. I mean, I know sales wise, it's probably doing great. But um, yes, and it. I mean, it helps that everyone else was like, no, this really is a good game. Yes, this guy obviously stole, plagiarized and stole his review, but he stole a review that was accurate to it being a good yeah. game. <laughs> but okay. it's just it, the the last piece I wanted to say on this is um, the interesting – one of the most interesting things to me about this was uh, the editor had come from YouTube. Like before he started at IGN, he had kind of a small YouTube channel following. That's how he got his yeah, opportunity at Boomstick, IGN. Yeah. Similar to Boomstick. So like one, the fact that he – like stole something from a small youtuber when he had that background and he knew kind of how yeah, hard it was, it was like. to make it yeah. that's like one that's terrible and then two like it'll be interesting to see because i know ijin has hired other youtubers but like i it was the first like major one that i remember them being like yes we're hiring basically a youtube personality someone who maybe doesn't ha- have a background in journalism and stuff like that mm-hmm. and it'll be interesting to see if that affects their hiring process going forward yeah, for sure. I think this will cause a lot of, you know, uh, what am I saying? No, websites and other other video game journalism places to kind of review their policies and, you know, I think do a double, double, double check. You know, I feel like something like this is very hard to catch initially if you don't know to be looking for it. Like, you know, there's thousands of opinions out there in a game. Like, I don't think really anyone could have necessarily caught this until it was posted, but um, definitely... Definitely a crazy, crazy story. So anyways, yep. let us know what you think. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at HeyListen underscore games. Uh, we actually talked a lot about this story on our Discord uh, this last week. Had a lot of conversation with uh, fellow fans of the show on there. So um, yeah, thank you for everyone for chatting about that. And yeah, moving on. Uh, a, lot, a lot of news on today's show, but we do have a really fun segment for you now. Um, I want you to imagine, Nathan, that you and I, walk into a magical video game store okay <gasps> walk in there and they say and i can play at any game i want for as long as i want practically but okay the only games that they have there are the games that are coming out the rest of this calendar year so from now until the end of december all basically the fall games coming out in 2018 they only have one copy of each one of those games and they say all right the two of you you each can only pick five games. We're going one at a time, draft style. Um, what what game would you like? And you know, if I get the one copy of you know Super Smash Bros, then sorry Nathan, you can't buy Super Smash Bros till they restock in 2019 and beyond. Like let's say a year later, end of 2019. Oh my gosh! So high this stakes is a dark- here. You have to really, really think. 
You get the okay. game for free, you get it early, you get to play it, and it'll be fun. Uh, clarifying question, Jeffrey. If it's a multiplayer game, like, for example, Super Smash Brothers, can I play it with other people? Like, I don't have to play it single player by myself, do I? Basically, okay. we go into the store, we get the game, and we can bring it back home and play it whenever we want, you know, uh, at home or with other people. But if you pass on a game and I ended up picking it, you can't get that game for next year. End of the <laughs> okay, sounds good. So, the big stakes. You got. You got to choose wisely here. And, uh, big stakes. I will let you go first since I kind of came up with this idea. So you have your your choice of any game. Oh my oh, gosh! What, I have. You can only pick one. What is the game you pick? Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> this is so much pressure. I mean, uh, pick. I'll take first pick. That's fine. <laughs> I have to go with. Spider-Man. I'm sorry. You're a huge oh, Spider-Man fan. Killing me. But like that's my most anticipated game for the rest of the year, like the the open world, the story, like the devs really love Spider-Man. It's looking super promising. They just put out a launch trailer for the game yesterday that just everything about that game looks like it's going to be so much fun. Well, I, I think you picked the right choice here because that was probably going to be my number one pick as well. Yep. <laughs> So that, that was a great pick. Spider-Man, obviously, okay. um, as you guys know, we're very excited for. I've kind of gone dark. Like, I don't want to see anything else this game. I don't want anything spoiled. So yeah. I'm excited for that. But, man, I, I would be so mad at you if this was real life because I can't play Spider-Man for over a year. <laughs> for now. a whole year. Oh I know. I feel like um, our French, like, we might have to stop doing the podcast or something For sure. Like that. For sure. <laughs> um, well, if that's the case, I'm picking Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And you're not allowed to come over and play it with me. <laughs> uh, uh, which, I mean, it, Ultimate says it all, right? It's got everything in there. I, With that Direct, with how much great things were announced and how much content, different ways to play, all the newcomers and you know all these different characters. And then crazy thing is, we're not even done. Like We still have probably another Direct that's going to happen before this game comes out. You know They're going to throw in more newcomers, I bet. You know, ARMS characters will be in there. Maybe a couple other ones. You know, we Rob and I shared some predictions on the show last week even. And, you know, this is going to be the ultimate game that will get played forever and ever and ever until, like, my Switch dies. Like, <laughs> that that's the only reason my Wii U is still set up in my house is because of Smash Bros, you know, for Wii U. And, you know, that's not getting played anymore once Ultimate's coming out. Yes. Well, I mean, you could probably just get that one game and be set for the rest of the year and, and oh, be yeah. totally fine. Totally. That, That's just the amount, amount of replayability and things to do in Smash Bros. is crazy, especially if you have other people to play with. So, Exactly. Okay, uh, so my second pick then. Um, gosh, okay. Uh, well, we just talked about it earlier, but I'm going to go Red Dead Redemption 2. It's another big single-player open-world single player. game. Okay. Yep, I'm I'm gonna pull Rob in this in the show, but that world looks so beautiful to explore. I think the story is gonna be interesting and interactive, and we have no idea what the online multiplayer is gonna be like in this game. And with how much yeah. stuff Rockstar has done with GTA V, like I'm sure that yeah, that will doing... just there'll be so much content to keep you continue continue yeah, make you continue lots of live updates game. to keep adding new things to do and stuff like that and missions and content um they even said at the end of the red dead trailer this last week uh hey you know next next uh trailer that we're putting out we're gonna highlight more of kind of the side things to do like fishing and uh games you can play and you know quests and different stuff so like there's still a lot 
of things in this game that we have no idea about. And this game already looks so huge and so amazing. So exactly, exactly. there's gonna be, I think, I mean, Spider-Man's gonna be amazing as well. But I think Red Dead is definitely going to just have such an amazing variety of options of things. While Spider-Man will be open world, but I think we'll have you know a more linear story experience for sure. So yep. Definitely a good good uh, single player choice to complement Spider Man. So great choice, Nathan. All right, what's your pick? Um, I think my second pick, since you picked the two best single player games, is kind of a single player game in uh, Destiny Forsaken, which comes out next month. And I say single player because you know you can't play split screen or you know locally really or anything. Yeah. But, uh, I know this game. I'm going to be playing it because of really the social aspect of it, of playing with, um, you know, all my friends and different people. And I, my PSN list is just going to be filled with people playing Destiny 2 again and just sharing all the experiences. And, like, that first, like, couple of weeks or, like, that first month of, like, when a new big Destiny DLC drops is one of my favorite times of year because they're just, you know, you're discovering so many secrets and things and running content and playing you know, the game so much and going through the raids for the first time and stuff, so... I'm just really looking forward to that, and it would be really sad if I couldn't play any of that till over a year later. If you had to wait when everyone else is, is done with it and has moved on, yeah, 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 that would you would basically miss the point of, of playing Destiny. Exactly. So. Yeah, like you got you got to be current and be playing that while everyone's uh, while everyone's in there. So exactly, awesome, yeah. good so good choice. Good. Definitely very exciting. Yeah, no, I, I think it looks good. Although, like, I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, oh, I kind of want to little wait a little bit, even though I just said you have to be play that when everyone else is playing it. So, <laughs> really? contradicting myself here. Well, uh, there, there is a lot of lot of other games coming out, and Spider Man comes out that same week, and there's not going to be a lot of time for both those games. So, no, exactly, kind of crazy. All, All right, right uh, my, my number third three. pick. I gotta I gotta have something to play on my Switch, so I'm gonna go with uh, one of the Pokemon Let's Go games. Um, oh, nice. I love Pokemon. I love the franchise. Like the original Red and Blue. Uh, I didn't play Yellow, but Red and Blue are probably my favorites. Um, either that or Gold and Silver, but obviously that was the first game I played. So for nostalgia alone, I have wanted a new remake um, for such a long time. This game looks like it's basically fulfilling all my hopes and dreams. I'm not 100% <laughs> sold on like the. All your hopes and dreams? Catching. I'm not 100% sold on the like no battling random pokemon and stuff like that so you'd like, rather just... have lots of random grinding battle pokemon battles um yeah because i enjoy like you know i don't know i i always mashing a in a hardened battle over and over again <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, i always kind of enjoyed the the grinding part of those games okay, because yeah. the, they're like the other thing about it too is they're all portable so it's like a game that you can like kind of grind while you're doing something else like watching a tv show yeah, or sure. supposed um something else so it's, it's not like it's so not horrible as like pokemon go where it's like i don't want to sit here for five minutes you know getting this pokemon super low so i can get its health down but it is kind of taking that aspect of the catching but there will be battling yep. and mega evolutions which sounds really cool because you know that obviously wasn't in the original and the more you kind of they kind of show about this game it goes oh wow this isn't just you know a straight copy of red and blue they're definitely adding in a lot of modern pokemon features and doing a lot of things to make it you know more than just a red and blue clone or remake exactly and for the first time since the nintendo 64 or actually the gamecube but i didn't play it on the gamecube i can have my console and play local 
battle with another person on the TV and oh, like yeah. make the other person leave and don't look <laughs> at the Pokemon I'm choosing and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I loved uh, Pokemon Stadium on the N64, so that's an aspect yeah. I'm excited Co-op for. Co-op well. I think, what I'm most excited about for this game. Just being able to yep. play two people on the same system. I'm like, you've never even let me have two save files on the same <laughs> Pokemon game before. And now we're getting like full-on like co-op. Like, yes, you know, yes. about time. So yep. definitely, definitely a, a good choice there. Um, let's see. Man, I, I was going to pick Pokemon for my number three. Can I pick, like, the version you don't get? Like, you get Eevee, I get Pikachu or something? Uh, no, no, <laughs> that's, that's that's going against the spirit of the game here. All right, all right. Um, I guess for number three, I'm going to have to go with uh, The Walking Dead, uh, the final season. I've actually uh, been kind of playing through the old Walking uh dead games from telltale um i just forgot how much i love that world that they set up and what great writing and what a great character clementine is and like uh, i'll talk a little bit towards the end of the show but um i just played the first episode of a new frontier which is you know the season three and it introduces clementine in there like about halfway through that first episode in a way that i did not see comedy i'm just like as soon as i see her i'm like oh my gosh I love this girl and she's grown up so much. And what has happened to I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm so invested in this character. I haven't even played, you know, any of these games in, you know, over a year or two. And so I'm really excited to see how they wrap up um, that story with, with Clementine. And this is kind of cheating because I already, it's already downloaded, downloaded. Like the first episode came out today and I already have it. I haven't played it yet, but um, uh-huh. if, if I had to choose of a game to play this year, I definitely want to uh, play through that and, I'm not sure. It'll probably take a couple months, you know, to get all the episodes out, like like they do for some reason. But yeah, um, definitely looking forward to uh, seeing how they finish off that story because that's kind of been their most consistent franchise uh, with Telltale for sure. Yeah, the Walking Dead series. I mean, what I just heard there is you're very interested to see what way they break your heart by killing off Clementine. <laughs> oh no! If they kill Clementine, I feel like everything's like pointless. Like I spent like four games and like. How many hours of my life seeing this tragic story of a character who just dies in the end? Like, it, I don't mm-hmm. know. It, it'll yeah. be interesting to see see what happens for sure. And I'm sure there'll yeah. be lots of twists and they'll bring some old characters back and things will come full circle. Yeah, but, uh, for sure. Definitely been a long time coming. I think the first season came out, what, like 2011, something like that? So It was, it was a while ago. So yeah, it's like seven, eight years. That was like least, the first, so. like, a telltale game that i remember kind of breaking through and getting really really big like they did stuff mm-hmm. before that but i hadn't really heard about it and i think a lot of people weren't talking about them yeah so. for sure that's what kind of put them on the map definitely yep. so um, but... all right cool uh my fourth choice i'm gonna go nba 2k19 um this is pretty standard straight up i put 160 hours <laughs> into 2k18 that was all on my switch i want to get 2k19 on my ps4 because i haven't had one in a while so the okay. gameplay is like 60 frames a Per second as opposed to 30 yeah, i still i still have my hand, handheld to take wherever i want with me they're doing some cool stuff with franchise mode in my league which is the mode i play the most so i'm cool. very excited that yeah. game also comes out the same week as spider-man and forcing <laughs> so it. yeah it's terrible oh my goodness. Well, that is everything really the same week i feel like whenever the fall comes there's so many games that always come out like in a one week period like last year it was assassin's creed wolfenstein and mario odyssey all on the same day like yeah it's like what what are you guys thinking like spread things out come on exactly but uh if we're going uh number four um 
I'm gonna have to go Super Mario Party, uh, another <sighs> multiplayer game, which I know you were excited for. So yeah, that that was gonna be my final know. choice. So <laughs> you're breaking my heart. Yeah, no, it just it just looks like a ton of fun. It looks like a return to form for Mario Party, and I have pretty high hopes that this is gonna kind of turn the franchise around. That's been kind of mediocre for the last however many games, really. Like I feel like Mario Party Four is the last really good one, which where this is technically I think what the eleventh console Mario Party game. So been a while since a really good mario party um and i'm also just really interested and intrigued to see how they uh do the mini games with the two switch tablets you know together with a touch screen and stuff like that i feel like that could make for some really cool um fun moments and just kind of like oh wow i had no idea you know that this was even possible so hopefully they have a lot of different uh options for you with that that fun little mode too yes i'm very i'm just excited for it to be back to normal mario party I can yell at my friends and hate them for the rest of the night when they <laughs> steal my star. Because there's going to be online minigame oh gosh. Which yeah. I'm totally going to dominate because it's just the minigames. Like, I don't I don't lose Mario Party because I'm not good at the minigames. I lose because some idiot like will land on a hidden chance star that gives them like a bonus star at the end of the game and I lose because they landed on the most question marks or something stupid. So I'm excited <laughs> yes. for, for this uh, new minigame online mode. It'll, it'll be a lot of fun. Yes. For sure. For sure. All right. Last pick. Last pick. Okay. Um, all right. I'm going to go with uh, Soul Calibur 6, actually. That comes out in October, I believe. And I've really enjoyed just messing around with Soul Calibur, previous Soul, Soul Calibur games. I don't think I've ever played any of them competitively, but they're really fun arena fighters that um, previous ones, like you can always create custom characters, and that's always been a lot of fun. Mm. And it's just a lot of fun to mess around with friends. And um, if I got it, it's one of maybe five games I can play for the next year. Maybe I'd even spend time and get decent at it. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's always a uh, good when you're at least decent, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I can be hoped to be more than that, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I think for my last pick, um, I want to <coughs> go with something a little bit smaller and so I'm trying to decide between Guacamelee 2 and Undertale on the Switch because I've been waiting to play Undertale for so long and I've been waiting for the inevitable Switch version. It's finally coming out, I think, next month or I think September or October. And I'm really excited to play that game, but I think I'd have to go with Guacamelee 2 just because I love that first game so much. You know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago and Guacamelee 2 just looks like it's taking everything from the first one and making it more fluid bigger, better, more chicken combos. I'm so excited for the music and the art style for the game is so beautiful. And uh, this game's just been a really a long time coming. The greatest year for Metroidvania games. Like between, you know, what I've heard of Dead Cells, you know, games like Hollow Knight, um, Celeste, like just so many great um, little indie uh, Metroidvanias. And Guacamelee yeah. 2 was probably my favorite Metroidvania up until probably SteamWorld Dick 2 came out. Um, last year so uh, or the original guacamelee so definitely excited for this one and don't don't sleep on this game it's gonna be great yeah it looks really fun yeah if you pre-order right now on psn it's even i think like four or five bucks off so cool definitely and it comes out the out. end of august so like a little bit before the beginning of september yeah. it gives you like a week to beat it if you if you yeah, get it right at launch about two weeks from now okay so, okay cool yeah, um, so uh, that is our top five list. Uh, let us know on Twitter what are the five games, if you could only choose five, 
that you would uh, choose to have here um, to play for the rest of the year? I wanted to uh, publicly note to Rob Douglas that we left AC Odyssey for him. Neither of us chose it. So, Rob, you can have AC Odyssey even if you're late to the party. No, it's it, it's great. We have so many great big single-player games coming out this year with, uh, you know, obviously Spider-Man and Red Dead, but also AC Odyssey as, as well as Shadow of the Tomb Raider and, you know, even a couple other games too. So, yep. great to see a lot of good multiplayer and single-player games um, coming out this year. I think there's there's something for everyone coming out this fall. Totally, totally. There's a lot, a lot of great games for, for all players, for all consoles. Yep. Um, so, end of the show, we always like to talk about what we have been playing. Um, I'll just start real quickly with a VR update. I actually picked up Batman VR, which was one of the first games announced for the PlayStation VR. And it's actually made by you know Rocksteady. They used all their in-game assets and storytelling and world that they created it's got all the same voice actors and everything and the coolest thing about this game is it makes you feel like batman like you're in there you literally start off by going down the secret elevator to the bat cave grabbing you know the gauntlets and the cowl and the, the batarangs and putting them on yourself and you can like swing around the the bat cave you know inspect the batmobile you know use all the different batman gadgets and it's just such a cool experience that it literally puts you in Arkham and you feel like you're you're right there, which I know sounds you know cheesy and cliche, but it's just really cool to see because most VR games are kind of, I'm not going to say like bad looking, but they're not like AAA really beautiful experiences. I mean, Gotham's not a beautiful place. It's dark, dreary, and gross, but yes. like, you can tell it's very, very polished and it looks you know almost photorealistic in a way, so... Um, it's definitely a very, very cool experience. I just wish I had the move controllers because, like, you can tell it was kind of built for, like, moving your hands freely with the, the motion controllers, which you can use the DualShock, which I've been using, but um, it's definitely, I don't think, designed to be played that way. But definitely cool, yeah. and I'm interested in the story. Like, it kind of bridges the gap between Arkham City and Arkham Knight and shows how, like, Nightwing died and a couple other things like that. So pretty pretty cool. I, I'm definitely excited for you to try it out, Nathan, because I know you're a big Batman fan. <laughs> Yes, I, if anyone can make you feel like Batman, I feel like it's Rocksteady because I already felt yeah. like Batman playing Asylum and City. Yeah, I mean, it's you literally feel like him because like you have your in ear right where like Alfred talks to you. So uh-huh. There's a point like where you get like surrounded by like these like thugs, and like they've got you like surrounded, you know, and they have guns and you like put your hands up type thing, and then Alfred's in there and he's like, you know, like oh the the Batwing is in range, please lock. Mr. Wayne, like, lock on to each one of them, and we'll take them out. And so you just slowly stare at each one of them. And then just <laughs> boom, 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 and they all get knocked out. And, like, they have no idea because you literally heard Alfred in your ear and your inner headphones, like, you know, communicating as if you were Batman. And, ah, it's just so cool. So it's pretty really, awesome. really cool experience. Um, nice. so yeah, like, like I also said, played uh, some Walking Dead uh, Season 3, the first episode. Um I'm not going to spoil any of it. I'm just going to say I really like it. I'm glad I'm playing it. And that Clementine bringing her back in in a very smart and interesting way was awesome because all of season two of Walking Dead, you play as Clementine. But all of episode one, you play as this new character from this new family. And you kind of learn this guy's story of, you know, how everything happened with him and when the outbreak first started and flash forward to current day. And then he kind of meets Clementine halfway through 
um, the episode, and it's just kind of a really cool moment to, to see, you know, these characters' stories inter- intersecting, and that's what makes, you know, these games so good, is when you see different characters with relationships intersect and see, you know, yeah. what decisions are made in these high tense, you know, I don't trust you, you know, anything could happen type moments, so definitely good, and I will be sure to be uh, checking back in on that. Have you been playing any more of the Telltale Batman that you want to want to check in on? Um, no, I, ha- I haven't played it in a couple of weeks. I need to get back to it. I played, the last one I played was still episode two, which was good, but it wasn't as good as episode one. So I think that's why I haven't gone back to it yet. Yeah. But definitely need to get and back to it and finish it because I heard the last two episodes are really, really good. Good. Talking to a couple different people. Yeah. So Cool. Um, well, then I do want to give a quick shout out to Bomb Chicken, which is on the Switch. I finally got it. It's on sale right now in the eShop. I think it's like nine bucks. Um, and this game is like a Bomberman chicken platformer that never came out in the early 2000s for Game Boy Advance. Like, <laughs> oh gosh, it, it's I've never played this game before. Like, it's you know, it's a brand new IP and stuff. But like, I feel like I had played this game before back like on my Game Boy Advance, like at a friend's house or something. That's like what this game makes me feel for some reason. Like, <laughs> the art styles, you know, like all pixely and it, levels are pretty simplistic, but like deceivingly difficult, if that makes sense. Like they don't look like they're hard, but then you, once you actually get in there and you realize that your little fat chicken can't jump and he moves very slowly and your own bombs can kill you. Like it becomes very, very tricky. So uh, is it basically kind of like a puzzle platformer almost? Yeah, yeah, totally. Basically you're pretty much going left to right, you know, going from room to room. Um, going from you know, the door at the beginning to the door at the end, but it's all based on laying bombs. So like there'll be enemies and walls you have to blow up. There'll be spikes that you have to block, and the only control in the game is move and then any button to lay a bomb. And you can lay as many bombs as you want wherever you want. And they have about a five second timer. And if they're next to another one, they'll do a chain detonation. So like if there's a platform really up high, you just keep mashing A and you go bum, 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 bum. You just stack yourself up until you're at the top of the room and then you're there. But you have to be moving quickly and not lay too many bombs in one section. Otherwise, you could blow yourself up or you could trap yourself. <laughs> and the respawns are really quick. Um, I will say you only start with one life. And then like basically the collectibles, like coins you find in the levels is you can basically buy new life upgrades and kind of wish there were other upgrades that kind of added to the formula. Maybe there is, I'm, you know, I'm only like an hour or two in, but it's pretty simplistic, but it seems like it builds on the concept pretty well. But I don't know. I, I feel like it might get old if it doesn't really add anything to the formula uh, going forward. But that being said, it's a pretty fun experience. I think it's worth nine bucks. Um, it's definitely a, a cute little game. And you're just this little fat chicken who's trying to escape from a, gross kfc like food processing plant and save your, <laughs> save chicken kind so it's it's great <laughs> there you go we all need more bomb chickens running around oh totally so i would totally have a bomb chicken as a pet if it would not blow up my house but inevitably <laughs> yeah. that would happen because that's how you usually die in this game is by laying too many bombs and you accidentally kill yourself so <laughs> awesome but yeah nice. it's a fun game. sounds like fun cool what about you uh, so I've been playing two different things. Uh, first thing I want to talk about is Uncharted Lost Legacy. I talked about it a couple of weeks ago on the show, but I did in fact beat it uh, yesterday. Nice. It's uh, it's it's a really really good Uncharted DLC. Um, I really enjoyed my time with it. I think I put about eight hours into it or something like that, so it didn't feel too long. The uh, 
the areas you explore, like you don't cut, you're all in one location, basically. Like you're in, in the country of India the whole time, which yeah, isn't a spoiler. That's, that's been talked about. You don't like, trot around you don't kind world. of fly around the world, um, which was a little bit disappointing because you're in a pretty similar kind of area throughout the whole time. Um, but the story was very interesting. It had some cool kind of moments that I didn't see coming. And uh, the gameplay was like normal and charred gameplay. You shoot people. There's some cool platforming, escaping from like impossible situations. And uh, overall, it wrapped up really well. Um, and there's a really cool nod back to uh, one of the original Uncharted games oh, really? uh, towards the end of the game. Yes, definitely worth cool. finishing. So, yeah, awesome. had a lot of fun with that. Now, um, now that you've played like every Uncharted game all the way through, like, yeah, are you ready for like a break from Uncharted? Like, do you not want another Uncharted in the same style for like a couple of years, or would you rather um, them reinvent the formula, or like, what do you think? I I want them to do a new IP after mm-hmm. um, they finish Last of Us Two. Uh, I love Uncharted. I think there's still more interesting story stories to be told. Obviously, with um, kind of the ending of Uncharted Four, mm-hmm. and then this game. There's, there's yeah. more stuff they could do in that universe. but And those games are really interesting and kind of just like a blockbuster movie to play through. But I think I'd be more interested in seeing them do something new rather than going back to... I think yeah. leave Uncharted alone for like five, that. six years or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, I agree with that. Cool. Cool. Uh, and then the other game I want to talk about, which you've also been playing, Jeff, is uh, Overcooked 2, which launched on the yes. on the Switch and everywhere else uh, about a week ago. Such a great game. <laughs> it's, it takes everything from the first one and just makes it better, like and crazier. <laughs> yes. The the biggest thing I noticed is like it doesn't like a lot of people are like, oh, this game feels like a like a half step or like it could be a huge giant expansion pass or something like that. Um I would push back on that because I feel like the two obviously they haven't the throwing mechanic, which is neat and definitely changes up some of the levels a lot. Um yeah. They the two things around that mechanic for sure now yeah the two things i've noticed so far is the there's like a lot more variety in the recipes you're making um mm. they throw more to earlier and then they change kind of they'll start with maybe a simple recipe and then add different things into it mm. and then the other thing is like the kitchens are just like a lot crazier and zanier overall yeah. like the first one towards the end game it had some really interesting like there was a part where you went to space and there was a like a lava level and some other stuff but um this one kind of right from the start starts you out Mm. and allows you just kind of throws the first level is obviously just a tutorial but beyond that it kind of just throws you into craziness that you wouldn't expect almost every level just be completely crazy like in some way like exactly not really like any standard levels they're all pretty pretty crazy and and they're make, they're all like the relatively unique like i felt like in the first game like there was kind of an ice world so like the main mechanic of that one was like you're kind of slipping everywhere but this one like maybe you're making the same recipe or same style food but like how you're making that in the kitchen and the layout and everything is completely different in every level so it feels more unique mm-hmm. yeah and I want to give a shout out to the versus mode, which uh, we both played with our wives, which was yes. a really fun experience because we realized about halfway through the first round that uh, even though we were kind of in two separate kitchens, they had one like center section that was like a share connecting like, each counter. other. Yeah. Yeah. And so like you'd be over there chopping carrots and I'll be like, great, I can go take Nathan's carrots because I also need carrots for my recipe. And so, like, yes. you can steal things from each other and just, like, add all this chaos. And then, like, 
I like made this whole pizza ready to go in the oven and then like I set it on the counter real quick to go do something else and I'm like come back and you're like oh sweet thanks for the pizza it's like just adds in this whole new uh, mechanic where you're like more directly fighting each other rather than just both playing your own just game and seeing who gets trying to to get the better score and beat the timer yeah. exactly I never really played the versus mode in the first one because it was kind of lacking and this makes it so much more fun and I feel like uh, we're gonna probably keep playing that versus mode for a while because it's just so crazy and and fun. Yeah, for sure. And the the arcade mode added in is neat too because if you don't want to just jump in and go through the store and drive around the map, you can jump into arcade mode, choose like a world, and then just kind of play levels randomly. So I think it'll be a fun yeah. thing to to go back to once you've beaten the main game. And I yeah. saw today yeah, that uh they announced they're adding in a new game plus mode eventually. Seriously? It's like yeah, so higher difficulty or um, basically, I guess what they're going to do is they're going to add, like every kitchen has three stars. They're going to add a four star to every level. So you can, Oh God. so, so basically really they'll just kind of make you go for, for more scores and master. Uh, I'm totally psyched for that. Cause I'm like, we have to three star every level before moving on. <laughs> and that's yeah. going to come out and go, like, Hey, got a four star everything now. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's funny. Cool. So, yeah, I, I wish it had leaderboards. That's something I, I would, I would hope for, you know, like when you finish a level, say, Oh, you know, you got 800 coins in this level, but Nathan got 900 coins. Like that would get me the to play more. To be like, oh, okay, yeah, too. I three started, but I'm gonna go back and beat my friend's score. Yeah, yeah, that would be sure. that would be nice. That, that's what I love about a lot of these shorter arcade games, kind of like that, like on uh, uh, Pac-Man, like Championship Edition, and um, even like Sunset Overdrive had a bunch of little time challenges. And I'm like, you know, I want to be the top of my my friends list, so kind of gonna keep trying it till I get a good enough score. Yep. But, cool. Well, yeah. Um, Overcooked 2 is great. Definitely pick that up if you haven't yet. It's out physical and digital on everything. Um, and I know Anthony, uh, part of Anthony Shell Media, he's uh, been playing it, and he's going to be talking about it on his next episode of Real Talk Video Games. Uh, definitely check out his last episode, which was all about Crash Bandicoot. It was his best episode yet. I really, really enjoyed that one. I think it's, the Twitter's just at RealTalkVG, um, so you can follow him there. And course if you follow us on twitter we're at heylisten underscore games and we will leave you with the game play galleon smash remix and the king k rule reveal trailer enjoy <laughs> and have a great week everyone see ya